0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So I'm really excited about this series here. This is a series on prayer. It may not be popular to you, but prayer matters. I love this series, bringing heaven to earth, bringing heaven to earth. We do that by praying. See, God wants to settle his presence in your situation, bringing heaven to earth. So I have a subtitle. My subtitle is, Why Keep Praying? Why Keep Praying If God Doesn't Answer? Why keep praying? So I would like to answer that question right off the bat, right? But first, I want to I wanna ask you a question. With God, are all things possible? Yes. You gave me the church answer. You see, when you know that, it's just something that rises up in you. Right? Something that rises up, that truth that really rises up with, like, you know, you've been through certain things, and and God made the impossible possible. So are all things, so with God, are all things possible? Yes. Yes. Maybe you haven't been through things before, something before. Are all things possible with God? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that, it's, you say it with conviction, like you know you've been through certain things, God brought you out of something, so it's that conviction. You say it with conviction, like God, with, with God all things are possible. Yeah. So why keep praying? Well, I'm going to answer that right now, because prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. As my wife said, that's God's love language. Prayer is God's love language. It's the it's it's the, it, prayer gives us the ability to connect with God. If you don't connect with God, right, you walk away empty. You live your life empty, right? So prayer changes things. See, prayer changes you, and prayer changes things around you. Yeah. See, why keep praying? Well. We keep praying until God's presence settled in your situation. You keep praying until God's presence settle in your situation. Right? So Romans 8, 28 says, we, and we know that all things work together. I'm going to repeat that. And we know. So that means you had to go through something, right? <laughs> right? So that means you have proof. You have evidence that all things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. See, these are only for people that know that all things work together for the good, for those that love and are called by him. So you have to know that God is good and all things work together. So prayer changes things. Mm -hmm. That's why we keep praying. Plus, the Bible instructs us to pray. In Colossians 4.2, it says, Devote yourself to prayer by being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself. So prayer is how we communicate to God. And Jesus was a perfect model for prayer. He he showed us the importance of, of prayer. In Luke 11, if you want to just turn there with me. And it says here in Luke 11, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So the simple definition to prayer is a life talking with God consistently. So when you think about prayer is you think, you think about Jesus, right, walking with God, how he went to certain places, or he, he went to certain places to, to pray um, um, with God. So he, Jesus had that constant communication with God. He was so connected with God. And so the so the disciples witnessed this. So they asked Jesus said teach us to pray. Yeah. They ne- they never asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. They said to teach us to pray. They must have saw the importance of prayer. How Jesus prayed and God showed up. Wow. So they were like Jesus teach us to pray. Right, because the Bible also talks about how when Jesus were praying and then he asked his disciples to join him and then he went to pray, he came back and they were sleeping. <laughs> then he went away and he prayed again they came back, they were, they were sleeping. said, so can, can you just hold on a little while longer? Yes. So, so they must have seen Jesus pray and God move. So they, he said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. So if anything is going to change in our lives, we must pray. We must pray. Anytime the church calls a prayer on the weekday, people scattered. They don't show up to pray. See, knowing that we should pray and actually giving yourself to it are two different notions. Right? So for whatever reason, people don't want to pray. People don't want to pray. Why don't people want to pray? Well, for one, we don't think we have time. For two, we don't think it's important. For some people, we don't believe that it makes a difference. So we don't pray. We don't pray. I'm here to tell you we must keep praying. We must keep praying. Are you with me? We must keep praying. Praying. So I want to talk to you about two truths why God is not answering your prayers. Two truths, hard truths about why God's not answering your prayers. For one, prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. So prayer is about two people talking, not just one. Right? So sometimes we get into a place and we're giving God our, our prayer requests, our list. God, this. God, God, can you bless me with this? God, can you bless me with that? God, this. Oh, this so-and-so said this about me. God, what, we go, what am I going to do? God, please help me. Lord, please help me. Help me. Lord, please, please, please help me. Shut up! <laughs> can, could God be frustrated when there's only one person speaking? You ever, you ever talk to somebody and you can't get a word in? Right? It's just become about them all the time. Like, can you like take a breath? Cause you're turning blue right now. I mean, could <laughs> can I get a moment to impart something in you? Can I get like one word in this conversation? Amen. So when we get into prayer, sometimes we dominate the conversation. Mm. But prayer is supposed to be a dialogue. Like God does speak. Like He does. He's speaking right now. But sometimes we don't hear Him because. We keep talking. We keep talking. We keep talking. We just keep talking. We just keep talking. (laughs) But it's supposed to be a dialogue. God wants to speak to you more than we want to speak to him. God has something that he wants to share with everyone. See, prayer is not about changing God. It's about changing us sometimes we get to in God's presence and we try to convince him to do something. It's almost like we're trying to educate him on what we're going through. But God said, no, 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 you got this whole prayer thing wrong. Like, you get in my presence so I can change you. Right? So prayer is about changing us. Prayer is about changing us. So the result of prayer is, is you should be closer to God. When you come out of prayer, you're like, wow, man, I look like Jesus. I look like Jesus. Right? So Jesus was teaching us in, in, the, manner, it's in the manner of how you pray, in the manner of how you pray. He says, when you pray, says, Father, hallowed be your name. That's Praise. That's you're giving God praise right away. Before you ask anything, you you recognize who he is. You recognize him. You're saying to him, I revere you. I I honor you. I, I worship you, God. Hallowed be your name. It's nice to start off your prayer with worship and praise him. See, because praise can change certain things. And when you worship God, you can change certain things because how many times you worship and you focus on sinning? Mm -hmm. If you focus on worship, you will will sin less. Right? So you start off with praying and worship because how many get distracted when you pray? So it's good to just be like, God, I worship you. I honor you. Hallowed be your name. You're awesome. You're the king of our kings and the Lord of all lords. I just worship you, Lord God. You are first in my life, Lord God. I just honor you. You're God almighty. You move. You shake mountains, Lord God. There's nothing higher than you. There's nothing higher than you. I worship you. I give you my life right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And break out with a song. Hallowed be his name. Hallowed be him. You start off with worship. Because God, our God Almighty, is sanctified. Right? Then it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you're saying, God, settle settle in my my heart right now. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, Lord God. So bring some heavenly d- d- divine stuff in my life, Lord God. Like, I'm in an agreement. Like, God, I- I'm in an agreement with-, with you, Lord God. I know that you're moving and you're-, you're shaking some things up, Lord God. So I'm in an agreement right now, Lord God. So bring some heavenly divine into my situation right now. Then it says, give us each day our daily bread. Ask for direction. That's when you ask with God. What's on your agenda today? Let your will be done. How, How can I be a part of it? See, God doesn't need us to establish his presence, right? But it does help, right? Like we can help God do that, right? He doesn't need our help, but he wants us to help. Right, Because we can, he can send us to connect with people. He can send us to make a difference in people's lives. Amen? So God, how, how can, how, how, what can I do today? How can I be used today, Lord God? How can I be? Give me some direction today. What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to speak to today? Then it says, forgive us uh, our sins for, for ourselves. Forgive us. Everyone who is in debt to us, lead us not into temptation. This part is to get our hearts right. Get our hearts right. Just get all that old junk out of our hearts and prepare our hearts to forgive others. We have the hardest time forgiving others because we're not prepared to to forgive. You get in the presence of God and he'll remind you how he forgave you. Right, and you walk you walk out of there and you're like, Man, I'm ready to forgive someone else. <laughs> like I forgive you. you. You didn't say anything, but I just forgive you because I just want to forgive you because God just forgave me, so I just like to forgive you right now. <laughs> just you know, that's just for in the future. <laughs> right? You just walk around forgiving people, walking down the street, hey, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive everybody. Because the Lord forgave me. But it's true, right? God will remind you how much he loves you and how much like your sin are forgiven. He takes them out. He throws them away. He doesn't remember them any longer. So he prepares your heart to forgive others. If God's saying that your sins are not a big deal, why is why do you focus on everyone else's sin? Amen? So Jesus showed the disciples the manner of how to pray. How to pray. So you start with a praise. So prayer is not a monologue. It is a dialogue. See, when you sit in his presence... And wait for a response. See, the, the problem is we pray, we ask God for a request, and then we get up and we leave and never wait for an answer. So we need to sit in his presence and wait for an answer. So it says to keep praying. So I don't mean one time. I mean all the time. Right? So you continue to come back until God gives you an answer. See, that's how faith is built. Right. When you are uh, asking God for certain things and then he responds. Right. And then no matter what tries to contradict that, you're like, no, 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 no. I know what God said. I know what God said. I'm not moving. I'm not going in a different direction. I know what God said. See, when Joshua um, sent the spies out, the, uh, the spy the land, God promised the Israelites a land full of milk and honey, and God was saying that this is the land, so he sent spies out. So different reports came back. Different reports came back, right? Conflicting reports came back, right? So when they told Joshua that, that this land was not for them because the giants were too big and, and, and things like that, and Joshua was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know what God said. I know what God said. He said, this land is for us. This land is full of milk and honey. This land is for us. You must be careful for spies in your camp and try to tell you the opposite of what God said. See, when you are in prayer with him, amen, you can stand on the word that God's given you. So, so that way, when people try to tell you something different, be like, no, 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 no. I know what God said. I know. Be careful for spies in, in your camp. Well, I know that God does speak through people, right? But he will only speak through the people that's in prayer with him. So if you're not praying with God... If you're not praying to God, if you're not in prayer with me about certain things, if you're not praying, if you don't live a lifestyle of of prayer, I cannot receive your direction. Because it's going to conflict what God is actually saying in, in in my life. Does this make sense? So prayer is very important. So your time in prayer is very important. But a lot of times when we pray, we're quick to get up and never wait for a response. Amen? So you pray and you wait for God to move. Man, I've been in a waiting season. God reminded me of how you've been teaching me how to wait to wait well, to wait well. And waiting well is just, you just keep showing up. You just keep showing up. You keep knocking, you keep seeking, you keep asking, you keep showing up. And you show up faithfully. Yes. And you're praying. And you're praying. And you're praying. See, you keep praying until God's ways are established in your life, oh, I hope you were I hope you are enjoying this right now. So the second, the second thing is, prayer is not an optional. It's not optional. It's essential. Prayer is not optional. It's it's essential, right? Essential. So Ephesians six, eighteen says, praying at all, praying at some times. No. That's not what it says. it says. No, it says praying at praying on Mondays. No, praying on Monday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Praying at certain moments of your life. No, praying. It says praying at what? Praying at what? Oh. All times in the spirit with. All prayer and supplication. To, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. So Paul is saying here, when you pray, not if you pray. says, when you pray, pray all times, all times. See, some people only pray when they need something, right? But don't speak to God when, when you are good, like, now nah, God, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I don't. I don't really need anything. So there's no really no sense of of, of, of praying. I'm, I'm 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 good. I have all that I need, God. I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's not really about what you need. It's about who He is. It's about that connection yes. with 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 God. Like we have to ask ourselves a question. Ask ourselves: Are you are you good when you don't pray? I'm not trying to be super, super spiritual, right? But I don't feel real good if I don't pray. I feel this emptiness, right? I start feeling the way I used to feel before I came to Christ, yeah. right? And so I feel this emptiness. I feel this conviction when I don't pray. It's like I want to connect with God. See, see a, a, a life of prayer is, is when you, your heart desires to connect with God. And how we do that is praying, praying, right? Praying. See, prayer is not something you do when you just feel like it or when you are in crisis. Some people only pray when they're in crisis when they need help. See, God's bigger than your crisis, and he wants more than your crisis. He wants your everyday life. He wants all of you, not just your crisis. God is just not a crisis. We put God in a box. We think he's only useful for when we are in bad situations. But God is bigger. Like, you can dance with God. You can sing with him. You can just sit. Come on, it'll be your best conversation you have ever had. You get in that secret place with God, God will tell you some things. I mean, he would tell you some things What's on his mind will blow you away. Will blow you away. That's how you get to know him. You get to know God, so that way you don't have doubts, right? You you don't have doubts, and you you can still live your life of faith, right? So it's just like, so get in that secret place with him and just spend that time with him, not just in your crisis. He's bigger than your crisis. He's more than your crisis. He will help you in your crisis. If you are here today, you are in a crisis situation. God is that good and he is that big. He will make a difference. He will He will make a difference. He will bring you out of that situation. But he's saying that after I'm done with this crisis, can you spend a little more time with me? Because I have something else to say to you. I have something I want you to do. So spend a little bit more time with me. You have to dedicate that time with God. God is bigger than a crisis. So we must, we, uh, prayer should be a lifestyle. We should be running to prayer. When we make the announcement about prayer, everyone runs away from prayer. Oh, I could pray by myself. Can you imagine when you get believers in the same room together, like the book of Acts, and they are in an agreement about who God is, something starts shaking in the room, right, the the presence of God is in the room, no matter what you need is in in that room, people, you'll walk out of that room delivered, you'll walk out of that room better, you'll walk out of that room victorious, you'll walk out of that room and be like, I know God is good because I just experienced it. But we run away from prayer. We run away from prayer. I know it's frustrating sometimes. You might be here today. You're like, Pastor, I've been praying, but God has not answered my prayer. God has not answered my prayer. So why should I keep praying? We're going to deal with that. But first, prayer is essential. It is our weapon. Prayer is our weapon. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. See, prayer gives us the authority to bind and to loose things. See, when you bind something, you dis Allow it. So when you lose something, you allow it. So we have the authority to bind and to loose. We have the authority to bring heaven here on earth. We have authority to bring heavenly ways into our situation. We, ha- we must bind and we must loose things but 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 we need to be in prayer. We need to have that connection with God. We need to become one with God in order to bind and to loose certain things. I don't know what you're going through right now, but God's given you authority. He's giving you the keys to bind and to loose things. So what are some things that you want to disallow? Be like, I'm not going to allow this things in my home. I'm not gonna allow this thing to the atmosphere of my home. So I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Right? And I loose heavily ways. I lose peace in my home. I lose joy in my home. Amen. So I bind the enemies trying to steal my marriage right now. I bind them right now in the name of Jesus. I lose peace in my marriage. Joy in my marriage. Amen. Come on, somebody with me this morning. We have the authority to bind and to loose, loose certain things. See, but just because you do it once, when, this doesn't mean that the enemy won't keep showing up. Right? So sometimes we bind and we loose something one time and thinking that that's it. And we don't show up to prayer. See, the thing about you, have, you must show the enemy that you're dedicated to prayer. You must show them that I'm going to keep showing up. Amen? So you must camp out, right, in your home sometimes. If something is in your home attacking your home. You got to keep showing up right now, right? So you got to keep showing up. So, so you, you pray and you bind and you lose things the night before. You're showing up again. to be like, hey, enemy, hey, I'm here. Or you thought I wasn't going to show up. I'm still showing up. Don't forget, <laughs> I have the key to bind and to lose certain things. So you're still here but guess what? I'm here too and I have the authority. God's saying that you're supposed to be under my feet. So I'm going to take this key. I'm going to bind your disruption that's trying to cause havoc in my home. I'm going to bind it right now and I'm going to loose God's purpose in my family. I'm going to loose God's purpose in my house. There will be peace in this home and not chaos because I'm loosing his joy Are we going to walk around fullness of joy in this home. You will not steal my family right now. I'm going to keep showing up until you leave. The only one that's welcome in this house is the presence of God. So I bind you and get out and do not come back. I will be at the door waiting until you think about coming back right now. So right now in the name of Jesus I'm placing every angels in each corner of this home and they will be singing hallelujah and they will be worshiping the God and you will not want to come in my home again. So I bind you and right now in the name of Jesus if, if today doesn't work I show up tomorrow I show up the next day I'm going to keep showing up until you leave You are not welcome here I disallowed any authority any, any, Anything that you try to come Cause harm in this home You are not allowed, you're gone In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. You got to keep showing up One time's not enough. God wants this to be a lifestyle thing, a lifestyle that you're connecting with Him, you and Him. You and him doing things together its to become one. And everywhere you go, you will make a difference. Heaven is going to show up wherever you go. But you got to keep showing up. You got to keep connecting with me. You can't take a day off. And with Christianity, you can't take a day off. You got to keep showing up to God. You got to keep connecting with him. He has so much more. Yesterday wasn't enough. Today is not enough. Tomorrow, you got to show up. And hear what he has to say in your life. What does he have to say in your life? you got to keep showing up. Prayer works. Prayer works. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. We have to commit to prayer. We have to commit to prayer. If your family are in the, is in a rough season right now, take it to prayer. Not just one time. Make it your lifestyle. Make it your lifestyle. So how can God answer my prayers? I mean, because I'm praying. I keep praying. But it just feels like God's not answering my prayers. Well, how can he answer my prayers? 2 Chronicle, 7.14, one of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorite scriptures. It says, if my people who are called by my name. I love that right there because that takes care of your identity. (laughs) If my people. This is God saying, "If if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Then, I love this. Because God's saying these four things, if you do these four things, then... I will hear you from heaven. Then I will forgive your sins. Then I will hear your land. So he was saying, if you do these four things, I will hear you, and then I will heal you. He says, if you humble yourself, if you humble yourself, I'm as long as I get the microphone to preach up here, I will talk about humility to the day I die. Because I believe pride is killing the church. So pride waters down Christianity. Pride waters down the presence in the church. So God's saying, if my people who are called by my name will humble those Humble themselves. I love that humility is first. (laughs) Because God can't move in pride. It's too crowded. So he says to humble themselves. So we must humble ourselves. So when we pray, we must invite God in in every area of our lives. You humble yourself. You invite God in. Say, God, come into my situation. You're saying that, God, there are no secrets. Just come in. There are no secrets. I invite you into every aspect of my life. Come come and clean my heart, God. Come and clean my house, Lord God. I humble myself to you. I humble myself in your presence, Lord God. I am nothing without you, God. Nothing without you come into my life right now, Lord God. Nothing else matters but you. I humble myself in your presence. I humble myself in your presence. Then it says to pray. He says to pray, to pray. Set up time to spend with him. Set up time. You're saying when you pray, you're saying that, God, you are important to me. You are important to me. See, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan. Jeremiah 33, it says the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. And he was still shut up in the court of the guard. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is is his name. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. God saying, that I want to tell you hidden things that you have not known. You can only do that if you're praying, if you're connecting with me. Amen. And I love it. It says the Lord who formed it to establish it, meaning the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. So when you pray and you wait on God, he's establishing his presence in your life. He's establishing his presence in your life. And he's saying that I just I have so many great things that I want to share with you. He says, when you pray, I will answer. It's a promise. It's a promise. But first we must humble ourselves. And then we must pray. Then we must seek his face. That means what um what you do, whatever you do can um, whatever you do, whatever you do, <laughs> whatever you do, you can get to him. Right? Whatever you do, so some things you must move around and seek his face. Just to seek his face. Amen? So there's the story of, this, um, of this, um, this, this man, a paralegic man, a cripple, and um, he wanted to, uh, so he had four uh, uh, people in his life that they, they wanted healing for him, and, but they couldn't get to Jesus because it was too crowded in the room, so they brought the guy up, up on the roof, and they ripped, they ripped the roof off, so that way they can seek God's face, yeah. so they can seek His presence. Sometime in your life, you have to move some things around. Amen. You have to be desperate just to get to Jesus. Amen. So you have to continue to seek his face. You have to continue to ask. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Then it says, turn from your wicked ways. To turn from your wicked ways. That means once he forgives you, don't go back. God will forgive you, but don't go back. See, we, we cannot serve God and still live the same lifestyle we once lived. It's, it's confusing. It's like, what, who are you? I don't, I don't really know who you are. Are you of the world or are you of God? Because it's kind of confusing. I don't know. Because at some moments, you're singing hallelujah, bless your Lord, uh, this and that. And then other ways that I'm just like, you look just like the world. Stuff that's coming out of your mouth, your kind of lifestyle, what you're doing, doesn't seem like it kind of lines up together. It doesn't seem like it's supposed to be together. So it's, it's really seeking the Lord, I mean, turning from your wicked ways and never return to it. See, when you spend time with God on a consistent basis, you will look like God, and your ways will change. Your desires will change. You, you don't like the same things that you used to. So God's saying, if you humble yourself, if you humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, then, then I will hear you from heaven. Then I will forgive your sin. And then I will hear your land. So our prayers may not be answered is because we don't do these four things. But he's saying, if you do these four things, I will hear you from heaven. I will hear you, then I will heal you. I will hear you, then I will heal you. Why do we keep praying? So God's presence can be established in our lives? There's a settling happening here in this church. God's presence is settling in your life. God's uh, presence is settling in your life. You may be in a shaking and moving season. He may be shaking you. may be moving some things. But his presence is trying to be established in your life. And once that happens, man, it's still, like, still look like more and more like Jesus. More and more like Jesus. Are you good? Come on, stand with me. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you, and have a great rest of the week.